أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن ولا السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته To all the listeners on the Voice of the Cape and welcome to this morning session on the Asma'ul Husna the 99 most beautiful names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala In our last session we dealt with the Sifa Al-Hakam and understood Al-Hakam as the one whose word is final in determining what is right and what is wrong, in distinguishing between acts of righteousness and those of sinning. Allah Ta'ala rewards each soul according to what it earns. Allah Ta'ala decides between His servants as He pleases, and it is He who distinguishes between the wretched and the lucky, tormenting the first and rewarding the latter. We asked a few questions and one of them we ended off with was If everything is from Allah Ta'ala, then does this include our actions? And if it does include our actions, does this include our good and bad deeds as well? Our answer was yes, that the good and the bad all are from Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala creates everything. But we said there's a subtlety here that it is suitable to ascribe the good to Allah and to ascribe the bad to ourselves. As, as Allah Ta'ala says in the Qur'an that good and bad, everything is created from Him. But in other verses which we quoted that whatever you do of bad, it is what your own hands have acquired. But in reality it all comes from Allah Ta'ala. What we'll do now is just look at the adab of Sayyidina Ibrahim, Ibrahim alayhi salam in the Qur'an where he says, الذي خلقني He attributes create, creation to Allah Ta'ala where he says, it is Allah who created me. فَهُوَ يَهْدِينَ And it is He who guided me. وَالَّذِي هُوَ يُطْعِمُنِي And it is He who feeds me. وَيَسْقِينَ And He who provides me with water. وَإِذَا مَرِدْتُ And here's the subtlety. He says when, when I get sick. He does not say when Allah makes me sick. And we see what we are saying here, the suitability, that He ascribes a, a deficiency of sickness to Himself. Way and ascribes guidance and feeding and healing to Allah Ta'ala and the, the sickness to Himself, when in reality everything is from Allah Ta'ala. Another point is a subtle one, and that yes, Allah Ta'ala creates everything, each and every single atom in the universe, which it includes their characteristics and qualities and behaviors. Everything is created by Allah Ta'ala, khayrun aw sharr, good and bad. And ikhtiyaran aw ittiraran Whether it is by choice or whether it is involuntary acts Like blinking and, and, and things like these And breathing, it is all created by Allah Ta'ala But there's one subtlety that we mention here That one of the commentators of, of the strong works of Tawheed Noted a subtlety He said that وَلَيْسَ لِلْعَبْدِ إِلَّا مُجَرَّدُ الْمَيْلِ حَالَةَ الْإِخْتِيَارِ that for the servant, for us, there is absolutely nothing of actions except pure inclination at the time of choice. This means that we do not create our own actions. It is only when we desire something that Allah Ta'ala creates that action for us because we want to use it. We, are, we, we do nothing except incline and use what Allah Ta'ala created. Therefore, we will be questioned for what we acquired. This means that Allah Ta'ala creates us and what we do, including our good and bad, including our actions, but has blessed us with one thing, which is choice. 
that's what differs us and differentiates us from the animal kingdom and the angelic realm that we are between the two and have choice the servant has nothing but pure inclination to choose halat al-ikhtiyari at the time when he desires something from here we can understand as Allah Ta'ala is the only true Al-Hakam or arbitrator as he brings about the means and causes for everything in the created order. All we do is wish, incline, intend and Allah Ta'ala brings forth what we want if he wants to. Either he blocks the means so as to protect us or gives to us so that we are either rewarded or punished for what? For what we intend and desire. Now we can understand what the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said a bit better when he said Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَّاتِ That your actions are judged by your intentions, your inclinations, your desires before setting out to do the act. For the act is from Allah, but you choose which act you want to fulfill. We are held accountable for our intentions. On the intention, Imam Ghazali Rahimullah Ta'ala narrates in his Magnum opus, the Ihya Ulumuddin, amazing ahadith and points on the intention and its potential and power. And we list a few. He says, number one, that a small action can become huge and big depending on its intention. That your small action will become magnificent and great depending on your niyyah, your intention behind it. So you might uh, go to visit someone in the hospital, but you intend... Um, to put a smile on his face, you intend to take the person flowers, you intend to say a good word, you intend to put to to make dua for him there, and your one action is doubled and tripled because of your magnificent intention before it. In other words, one person gives a one rand for charity and one gives ten thousand rand. The one with ten thousand rand made no intention but just to get rid of the money. The one who gave the one rand intended to put a smile and, and show someone that he cares. And his small action is rendered immense because of his intention. Second, that you can attach multiple intentions to a single act and increase in the reward. So you're sitting and listening at this moment. You can intend, number one, to use the ears Allah gave you for good. You can intend to learn. You can intend to remember Allah, dhikr. You can intend to, to convey what you are listening to somebody else. You can uh, intend prayer for, though, for those listening that they may understand this clearly. And you have attached multiple intentions to a single act and therefore adorn that act and render it again big. Thirdly, a big act, a big act can be rendered small due to a low intention. So you go give charity, for example, yet, but your intention is to be seen and to gain a place in the hearts of people, which renders your act batil and small, regardless of the amount you gave. Lastly, he says, the niya can get you where your actions could never get you. For example, you see people do so many good deeds, yet you are poor and do not have the capacity to do um, those deeds due to you being occupied at home or looking after your mother or cannot really do what they do make the niyyah oh Allah if I could I would do it oh Allah support them in what they do and in this way you will receive the reward which they receive without you even being there in body as your niyyah connected you to them and connects you to them this is how Allah Ta'ala will judge us justly for what we choose to acquire with that secret he bestowed on us, which is kasb, acquisition, and the niyyah. Beyond all of this, Allah Ta'ala is also the one who grants us tawfiq. What does tawfiq mean? We often read um, 
ما توفيقي إلا بالله that is no توفيق except that it is by Allah Taala توفيق has two aspects to it number one physical ability and number two that himma enthusiasm meaning that you only pray you can only salah and make sujood and worship because number one Allah Taala has granted you the ability to do so and number two placed in your soul the himma the desire to worship your prayer is therefore in fact a blessing and a gift our prayers are in need of shukr know our lord know your lord know whom you are worshiping as these unlock treasures of sweetness of faith and gratitude we are only praying because we have tawfiq we are only studying because of tawfiq our prayers are not from ourselves we pray because allah ta'ala has granted us the will to pray to him وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم والحمد لله رب العالمين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله that was the end of the sifa al-hakam explained by Sheikh Ali Khalfi